0: a whoo-hooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, avoid prohibited by Law. See terms and conditions
1: 18. Plus. I'm aware right now, so we can get our interview with him. him he is the voice of. The North Carolina A and T Aggies when everything that is moving on. We're gonna switch over now. I'm doing great, my friend. How you doing?
0: Hey, man, I'm here hanging, you know, staying yeah, safe, all that hey, kind of good st- stuff. Staying you know?
1: safe and staying active, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, man, I'm, I'm over here just finished up lifting some weights. I got these, um, I went through a bunch of old stuff I got, man. I got a bunch of old go-go tapes that I've just been listening to for like the last three weeks <laughs> while I'm working <laughs> out and so forth like that, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, you know, just doing stuff I wouldn't ordinarily do because I wouldn't have time to do it.
1: You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Now, um, of course, this is not going to take long. I just want to get caught up with how you're maintaining your sanity, doing things, and, of course, getting prepared for the transition. If we have any football this season, it'll be a leap right into the Big South and just talk about the possibilities and ramifications of all that kind of stuff. Is that good? Um,
0: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no problem. Now, for some reason,
1: you're sounding distant.
0: Okay. Uh, Okay. Hold on. Hold on. All right. I don't know if that's better. I'm right up on the the landline, too. Is that better?
1: No, yeah. yeah, That's good. That's good. Okay. Okay.
0: I think I had the volume down. Okay.
1: Okay. We're going to knock this out in three, two, one. It's the radio guy, Mike Prince. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Prince Show, where our mission is to bring you daily fresh content of the world of HBCU sports and beyond. Today is no exception to the rule. I am glad to have back on the show a uh, world-renowned, probably one of the busiest men in the field of radio broadcast, and that is none other than Brother Donald Ware. How you doing today, my friend?
0: Mike, uh, I appreciate you having me back on, man. I'm doing well, trying to stay safe and not trying. I'm staying safe and that type of thing. Hope hope everything is well with you.
1: Man, so far so good. Um, um, As you just did the well wishes, we're praying that all is safe and sound. We're holding it down on this end. But in the infamous words of my beloved fraternity Phi Beta Sigma, our call speeds on its way. We got to keep on the grind. So, what have you been doing, man, to keep yourself occupied through the midst of the coronavirus mischief?
0: Yeah, it's interesting, Mike. A lot of stuff that I wouldn't ordinarily do uh, because either I'd be uh, running one of my children around somewhere, or uh, my son was uh, getting ready to play baseball. I was going to coach him again this year. So, a lot of what I've been doing, uh, you know, been doing a lot of box to roast stuff. But then also in the off time. Um, I'm I'm originally from the Washington, D.C. area, so I got a bunch of go-go old tapes. I don't mean CDs, I mean tapes, so I've been listening to old go-go tapes uh, and, uh, you know, just working out a little bit, man, that's that's sort of been the main thing.
1: Man, look here, when you said tapes, you kind of dated. I know myself <laughs> for one thing, but you know what? It's nothing like tapes. I'm going to give you a little a little secret, man, of uh, one of the best devices, especially you're a radio guy like I'm a radio guy, it's nothing like audio. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But you can get an old VCR and a standard tape with eight hours of playtime and get eight hours of audio that you can play, man, and it is just absolutely magnificent, especially if you get one of those high-def cassette players.
0: No, no qu- you No, it's interesting, Mike, so you mentioned – you mentioned that so i mean i'm just i'm just i'm just giving some information a little background so you know while i was a student at morgan state i interned at bet and see when i was interning it was a, it was a show called screen scene very much like Access Hollywood, but from a black perspective. Remember screen scene, right? Yeah. uh,
1: Look, I'm dating myself again. (laughs) Yes. Go ahead. Go
0: ahead. So, yeah. So we didn't just go and get coffee and donuts. We they actually had us doing real work. So I would produce various packages each week. We'd have like the top five um, videos of the week or the top five movies. But one of the packages I was able to do was a package on Ray J. It was probably the first ever national deal. About Ray J, he was up and coming, of course, at that time, more known as Brandy's brother, um, and that type of thing. So, and then, let me ask you: Does that mean? Because that was the first thing, Mike, and it was the first thing I've done. I don't, I don't, I, I may get a little. But does that mean I helped to discover Kim Kardashian? Is that what that means?
1: I think so, man. I think you get me some points for it. You know what I'm saying? So you're not going to get any kickback from me about that. So by all means, brother, as a matter of fact, say it again.
0: Say it again. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it does. Just a little joke. Just a little joke. I don't know how many people will get that joke. Just a little little humor. A little, don't take it. No, don't take it. Just a little humor. <laughs> Look,
1: I just want to understand, that was Donald Ware saying that, not Mike friend. (laughs) No doubt, man, but I I was just talking about on a show uh, about a week or so ago, what has once once upon a time looked upon as old is becoming new again, and the technology is there, and everybody loves video, but now they have to rely on what the audio content in order to be heard and get the message across. And so I've been saying, welcome back to our world.
0: Thank you. I mean, that's what I've, you know, I've been about, been about that. And and especially in in our world of sports and then more specifically with HBCU sports, I mean, it's, you know, man, it, 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 and especially if you have someone like it for from a play-by-play perspective that really can paint the picture for you. Nothing, it's nothing like it, man. And like I said, listening to these old tapes, I got a boombox. You know, I got a, a boombox. I brought, uh, I bought 1994 that still works. That still plays the tapes and all that. So man, it's just it's nothing like. You're right. It's nothing like that old school type of stuff, man. You know.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I still have my little boombox that when I became a fresh well not a fresh when I first transferred to Prairie View and I'm not going to tell you what year that was <laughs> but it still plays and believe it or not in my studio I have a a single deck cassette player for playing some nostalgia of uh sound bites and everything that I incorporate even today so I will never get rid of it. Call me a hoarder, call me old school, call me uh, a blast from the past. I appreciate a good quality analog sound from time to time to mix in this digital world.
0: Well, well, hey look, Mike, let me take let me let me do you one maybe let me do you one better. So, the last maybe 3 years, maybe 4 3 or 4 years my wife and I have been have been um, going out, and we've been collecting records. And I'm th- I'm going to tell you what we go to these record shops, man. We spend money. You know, we spend some money. Like I I I, I uh, the other day I got um, Roxanne Shante's first, ah, you know, ah, her first ah, single. Ah, I, I got it off ah, eBay, man. Some, I it was like twenty five bucks, and it, it's tight. But we got a, you know we got all kinds of stuff, man. I mean, Roberta Flack and. You know, going back Aretha Franklin days and Miles. I mean, I got a record, a Miles Davis record. He was live in France from 1958 that I bought probably about a couple of months ago, man. So we're really into these records, too, you know.
1: Hey, well, you know what? There's nothing like the sound of vinyl. They can say what they want to say, but it's a richness in it. And it takes more of a connoisseur of music to appreciate to hear the distinctive sounds, and I and I'm listening to you talk about Miles Davis. My pop introduced me to how to listen to music through the world of jazz and blues, and I remember having to play saxophone, sitting with my legs Indian style, as we used to call it, uh, listening to the robust sounds of these instruments, and me trying to keep up with my play saxophone. So, brother, you bringing back some old school memories. An over- and I appreciate that, man. We can shut the interview down right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's it's just great. We just, we just, it's like I said, it's just a time when it's it's a serious time, no question about it, but it's a time where, you know, again, we're, we're able to do some things maybe we wouldn't ordinarily be able to do just because of being on the run, you know.
1: Absolutely. We're talking right now with Donald Ware of Box to Row and uh, you talked about how this coronavirus has allowed us to step back, if you would, and really reevaluate some things, Uh, not that we had things out of whack, but you could feel sometimes things sliding out of whack. I'm going to ask you this question. What is it that you have begun to appreciate about this coronavirus pandemic that you know otherwise would have been able to?
0: Yeah, you know, I would say a lot of, really being able to spend some good quality time you know with my family. So I'm I'm here basically you know at home every day working um and um so but not having to go you know maybe have to, having to go into a studio. I got a home studio here not having to go into a studio uh, per se which is you know take some time with the drive. So and you know I have a, a my a 14-year-old son in a um uh, 12-year-old daughter who are really into travel baseball and travel softball, respectively. And so we really get out, you know, in the backyard and, you know, go back over the fundamentals. And we they have a hitting net and all of that kind of stuff. And we do soft toss. And uh, I have an older son. When we have to take him to work on Sunday, we'll go out to one of the local baseball fields and stuff like that, man. So really like family Type of 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 things, and then really even reacquainting myself with some old um, some some friends from back in the day. You're so much on the run, and not, I'm not just talking about texting people. I'm talking about calling people and talking to people over the phone. So those type of things that you know, it, it, it's one of like it's really no, it's not you know sort of like shouldn't be an excuse that. You shouldn't be able to do those things. But you know how it is. When you have a family, man, it's kind of hard. So I'm really appreciating those type of things. And like I said, a lot of nostalgia type of things, going back, listening to tapes, et cetera.
1: Absolutely, man. And, and I echo the same things. And if the truth be told, you realize that, man, I kind of drifted away from some of the things that made me become the person that I am today. And it's a, it's no a, way, it's a way to reconnect.
0: No, it's no question. Uh, you know, at um, my days at Mo- it's interesting you know, that my days at Morgan, you know, I was the um, sports editor of our student newspaper called the Spokesman. And 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 looking through some older stuff, I w- had a chance to go back and look at some of the articles I wrote. And matter of fact, I would take pictures of them and post them on Facebook, or I would take a photo and post it to whoever I wrote an article about. So man, it's just like really being able to slow down. And in, enjoy, um, you know, family, enjoy maybe some of those old, old times. Uh, but it's sort of weird because you can't really do, some, you, know, you, can't really do you can't go, I, I can't go to the record store and purchase a record now. So it's, so, it's sort of weird, but I'm enjoying, you know, I am enjoying being able to, you know, kind of reflect on my life a little bit as I'm in my mid-40s.
1: Keep on waking up, young man. Keep on waking up. That's all I can say. Now, now, what I want you to do, I want you to go back and find some of those pictures with the hairstyles and and the wardrobe. That's what I want you to start posting. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: so let me see. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I found a picture. Uh, it was a photo of me and uh, my sister and I taking a photo. I think. I'm, I, I was maybe 16 or 17. She was 12 or 13, and she had the little champion. You know, champion has made a comeback, you know what I mean? but, right, the, right. but see, back, yeah, But see, champion, they don't know about champion from back in the day. So she had like a champion shirt on. I may have had like a champion sweatshirt on or whatever. So I do have some of those that I need to um, post <laughs> and <laughs> that I uh, uh, you know, sometimes you're a little reluctant. You know what I mean. Like sometimes you're a little reluctant because you're like, man, I was whack.
1: You know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no whack no, no, back no. then. You're whack now that you <laughs> were whack then. You got what I'm saying, right? True. Back there you then, go. You
1: were with it, it. Was Look, cool. bro, you, Yeah. You mentioned Champion bike was a big thing back then. I don't know if you know anything about the bike uh, brand. I do. Okay. I but see, uh, uh, you you wouldn't happen if you didn't have Champion or bike, oh, man. So. You know, you, you, you're, pretty, you're, you're on target, man. You're on target. You're definitely on <laughs> little, target. G- look little, little
0: guest jumper, you know, the guest <laughs> jumpers, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, skids. How about skids and yeah. all those kind of good things? <laughs> Fubu. Fubu. There, there, there you, you go.
1: Know, there you go. A uh, uh, tango. Look, they're trying to wear tangos now. But, man, look, we're showing up dating ourselves right now. We're talking with Donald Ware of Box to Row. Uh, look, we, we we went from a blast to the past. And let's go uh, not as far back, but the last time you and I uh, got together on the show, uh, we were talking about uh, NC, uh, North Carolina A&T, and uh, the strides and the moves they've been making. But did you have any idea that just a few months down the road you would be making this leap over to the Big South?
0: None, and it's interesting i' i'm going to tell you it's interesting Mike, because um i i did some a little a couple of games i i you know obviously play by play voice for football, not for basketball but i I did some games for basketball this year, and um the athletics director earl Hilton i've known Earl for you know twenty years. Um, when I was s i d at a t and he was like the associate athletics director and he 's been around for a while so it was a Monday before, and I came up to him i said man you 're you know I always tell him that the success of the athletics program there." A lot of that has to do with him, and he he likes to deflect and so forth. But I said, well, somebody, hey, you're in charge of the athletics program. And so we kind of go back and forth like that. But I said that to him again at that time. So that Thursday comes around, and that's when the announcement comes out about a making this move to the Big South. And I was blindsided. Like they kept it so, you know, close to the vest um, and, and so forth. And, it, it you know, my initial thought was, wow, I, I – I, I could, you know, I just couldn't fathom it uh, momentarily, um, and then of course I went to the press conference on Friday. But you know, to answer your question, had no idea it was very much a surprise.
1: Now, with that being said, you've been the voice and the relationship that you've had with the athletic director for as, or the SID and the athletic director for as long as you had. Did it seem somewhat? I, I guess. Shock, I know it's a word, but maybe
0: slightly offended that they didn't let you in that this was coming. <laughs> I'll say this: I, 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 I thought about it. And I was like, man, I, I wish. I, I get it because what happens is, and I think, and I, I think, A and T handled it correctly. What you do is you go and you, rep, you tell your beat writer. You say, hey, this is, this is what's going on, but this is what you we want to tell you and what. We want you to print. And then, of course, that's sort of how it happens. So you can't tell too many people. I feel like I'm trustworthy. I feel like a lot of people, uh, you know, I have people and that will tell me different things. And I don't, t- somebody tell me, and I, it's off the record, whatever, I, I don't tell anybody. But I would have liked to have known, to be honest with you, but I, I get it. I, I, and I'm not, I'm not offended by it. I'm not offended by it. Uh, I wish they would have or somebody would have said something to me, but I'm not offended by it at all.
1: Okay, very good. Because I I feel the same way. Uh, a lot of the reasons that we've been able to exist as long as we have is because people trust us with information, and we've been able to show some consistency of keeping your mouth shut when need to be, and release at the right times. And you know, hey man, you know I could have been on just the FYI, you know, bulletin right. board. You know, I wouldn't have said anything. So I got that, and I'll and I'll move on. Now that the dust has settled, you've gotten over the shock that you were part of the outside of the inside group looking in. <laughs> right, right. It's a good way to what, put it. <laughs> what, what, what is your initial response? Now, what, what's going through your mind?
0: Yeah, so, and I even, like I said, I was at the press conference Friday, and then I did like a little podcast on it immediately. But the thing about the podcast, my, my thoughts were just jumping all over the place because I still couldn't believe it. But my thing is, I I... I I this and, and and so initially when it was said that this was more a move about student-athletes and the student-athlete experience and so forth, my initial thought was, well, I don't know about that because if, you, you know, if you're A&T and you've got to go to North Alabama, that's further than having to go to either Bethune-Cookman or Florida A&M. Um, if, you have to go, uh, if you have to go up north, uh, the, the, the school in New Jersey in the Big South is escaping me, escaping me right now, but if you have to go there, that's further than going to Delaware State. So I'm like, eh, but when you really break it down and you really think about it, money will be saved. Um, The student-athlete experience is going to be a little bit better from an academic standpoint because for for the non or the Olympic sports, those teams won't have to travel as often to the various schools. Plus, you have a lot of the schools or most of the schools are in the Big South or within a four-hour drive of A&T. I think if you look at it from a marketing perspective, I think A&T is looking to market itself to a broader audience. There's a reason right now that A&T is the largest HBCU. I think it's like fourteen thousand students, something like that. And I, this is this is this is a move. I, it remains to be seen how this move will ultimately play out. Hearing from alumni, not only hearing from alumni, but people in HBCU, I either heard. It was a middle-of-the-road thing, well, we'll wait and see, or and I don't like this move. That's what I heard from, from them. I didn't really hear too many people that say, yeah, I'm, I'm all about this. But I think that ultimately we will see, you know, two, three years down the road that this will be a good move for North Carolina A&T. And I said also at the time that I thought that we may see some other uh, media schools uh, uh, leave as well, perhaps to go to the Big South.
1: Well, and that was part of of the initial kickback. Um, There's no doubt and it's on record that North Carolina A&T were pretty outspoken when Hampton jumped over to the Big South, and then here they come following the train, which more than likely is going to trigger other MEAC schools to possibly look elsewhere. As you mentioned, the Big South, and some even talking about potentially even trying to go to the Southwest Athletic Conference. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. But I'm going to ask you to look into your crystal ball and tell me what do you see potentially as a result of the MEAC?
0: No, I think I think I I still think the MEAC is in good shape. I, see, this is – right now if you look at the schools in the MEAC, what are the schools that could potentially make a move? Maybe not to the Big South – but, but to another conference. See, this is, this is the thing. I think the MEAC's in good shape. I had the commissioner on maybe three weeks after the announcement, um, and, you know, we talked about a number of different things. I asked him about, you know, where the MEAC was. I asked him about did he think other schools would leave and that type of thing. But if you look at the MEAC, really it's only two schools right now, if you look at it from a financial standpoint, that could make this move. One would be my alma mater, Morgan State. Um, I think when you look at Morgan, Morgan's you know sort of on the rise in athletics. You look at uh, you look at Tyrone Wheatley as the head football coach. He had a three-star quarterback come in, a three-star running back come in. So I think Morgan's on the rise right there. The other school would be Howard, but the thing about Howard, Howard doesn't really. I mean, I'm sorry, but Howard really don't doesn't care about athletics. Plus, I think alumni would go alumni wouldn't have that. Like, you're Howard, you're, you know, they it just wouldn't happen with Howard. So, but I think where the MEAC is right now, I think they have a good deal with ESPN. Um, you know, I heard a lot of people talk about the Big South and the deal that the Big South has with ESPN. But that that deal is more about Olympic sports. But really, when you look at the MIAC and the SWAGs it's the only FCS conference that has a deal where you have basketball games on Monday nights, football games on Thursday night. No other FCS conference has that. So I think the MIAC is in a good position right now. But if I'm the MIAC, also I'm looking at trying to add some other schools, which I think will be uh, could prove to be difficult uh, because if you look at this thing, the MIAC hasn't added a school. Uh, since North Carolina Central and Savannah State has come into conference uh, officially back in 2011, and what have you had? You've had Hampton leave, you've had Savannah State go back to Division II, uh, and now you have Ant moving to the Big South for the 2021-2022 season. So you've had three schools leave and haven't added a school since 2011. So I think that is an issue. But right now, I would say the MEAC is in, in, in decent shape. But boy, they need to need to try to add some schools. Right,
1: and add some schools with a sense of urgency. And when you look at the schools that would fit the format, if you allow me to put it that way, you would actually have to reach down toward Division Two to encourage some people to try to move up. And what are the chances that likely happening? I think of a Tuskegee, I, Albany, uh, Teeter Totter, what schools come to mind that you would think about expansion in the MiA?
0: Immediately, Virginia State. <clears throat> because if you look at Virginia State, um, and those that may not know about Virginia State, obviously out of the CIAA, it's a school. It's a school that has facilities. It has a football stadium that's really nice, seats ten thousand um, uh, people. Uh, it is uh, a school that already had maybe the best facility in the CIAA from a, a basketball standpoint. Then goes and adds a convocation center that seats it's a multi-purpose deal, but it seats ten thousand people. So they have the facilities. I think from a, a financial standpoint, Virginia State is in a good position. So that's a school that immediately comes to mind. Another school that may that that comes to mind. Uh, but I don't think is as in good a position as Virginia State is Bowie State. If you look at Bowie State, again, CIAA, <clears throat> you're talking about back-to-back CIAA champions in football, good basketball program, um, you know, solid facilities uh, right there as well. Uh, and I don't know how much, and I'll just uh, share this, I don't know how much there, there was a, um, the four HBC, public HBCUs in the state of Maryland uh, have uh, won a lawsuit against the state of Maryland for 545 million dollars uh, because of uh, uh, because of discrimination over the years and lack of funding. I don't know how much that could play into because Bowie State is one of those you know plaintiffs, and I don't know how much that would play into maybe Bowie State making a move uh, to the MEAC, But I think Bowie State is in, in, in a decent position, but I think the Virginia State's in the best position to to in fact make that move.
1: Okay, we're talking right now with Donald Ware of Vox DeRow. Uh the soon to be Big South. North Carolina NT. I'm still getting adjusted to saying that, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, Forgive me, forgive me that I if I linger and <laughs> get off course. With that being said, it was a big earmark game for North Carolina A&T taking on North Dakota State, and I gotta be honest with you, Donald. Some of the steam left my sail, man. When when the announcement was made that you guys would be going to the Big South, the game's going to have a, a huge significance, and I might add, if it's even played now, right. And, and and because of the heritage, lineage, and this, that, and the other. Now, I'm not one to uh, be shy to admit that maybe my black pride had taken over and I was like, well, it don't even mean that much to me anymore. Now they going to do whatever they want to do. It went from 100%, let me say 150% interest to maybe 50% interest. Am I off base with that thought, man?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so, Mike, and I feel you because I, I've heard from a lot of um, swag people—not just people in the MEAC, uh swag people too—that felt like you felt, and there's nothing wrong with that. I would, I would remind folks, however, that just because A and T, and this is, I'm trying, I want to, you know, obviously, I'm, the, I'm I, I have a relationship with A and T. There's no doubt about that, but I try to be as middle of the road as I possibly can be. We, I think we have to remember that just because A and T is making a move to a non-HBCU conference, at the end of the day, A and T is still an HBCU. It is still an HBCU. That doesn't change uh, at all. It it, it, it doesn't change. Uh, I also think that um, you know it doesn't really take the win out of the sails for the North Dakota State game. Um, at all because that, that game is coming up this year. A and T well, hopefully in September as you as you mentioned. We don't know, but A and T still be part of the MEAC this year. Uh, I get it. I mean, I understand the feeling, um, but but at the end of the day, it's just like Tennessee State, and 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 I and I understand there's some differences with Tennessee State. Tennessee State was never part of a conference before it joined the OVC, so it's a little bit different. I get it, but at the end of the day, A and T is still. In HBCU, um, and I think that we have to sort of remember that, even uh, though they are leaving an HBCU conference. And I think, like I said, in two and two or three years, we'll see how this thing plays out. But I think this is going to um, uh, ultimately be a good move for North Carolina A&T, particularly from a uh, a revenue generation and a financial standpoint.
1: Now that's why I left it at fifty percent, because I'm going to always acknowledge it as an HBCU institution, and so that's why I say that 150% would have came from, hey, this is an HBCU conference going up against one of the elite conferences in FCS, and let's go ahead and do it. So now, and I'm still pulling for you, when you (laughs) get the win instead of the MIAC, even though you're still part of the MIAC, it's going to be that Big South team is getting momentum of beating a powerhouse in the likes of a North Dakota state. That's the only thing I'm looking at. So, And I, like I said, I, I, it was an emotional statement, and I can be emotional at times, and I, I admit that. I had to take a whoo-saw moment, and I'm still <laughs> getting over that. We're talking right now with Donald Ware, uh, the play-by-play voice of the football program from North Carolina A&T. And like you said, this has been a whirlwind, and now we have the immediate halt on things with this coronavirus. And there is no doubt that football is in a very peculiar situation right now. I think for the first time in the 150-year-plus existence of college football, will there be football in 2020? And I ask you, my friend, do you believe we will have Football in 2020,
0: man. I hope so. I hope so, Mike. It's you know. I, I believe we will. I mean, so th- to answer your question, yes. Whether it starts on time, boy, that that's that. I mean, I, I think that's where we are right now uh, in terms of where this COVID 19 situation is. I think ultimately we will have football, but. You know what does that look like? Do you push all of the the games back so all of those guarantee games still take place? You know, do you have a shortened season? You know, sort of how that does that look? Um, and I think those are some of, some of the bigger questions because you know if if you know uh, schools like the FCS programs that play these guarantee games. I mean, they cannot afford to lose those games because those particular games help to fund not only not only football programs but ultimately athletics departments and helps to fund them in big ways. So, I hope so. Um, uh, I mean, I think we'll have a season. Uh, I hope even if it doesn't start on time, it will it will we'll still play the entire season, moving further um, into. Uh, January, perhaps February, depending upon where we start. But I'm hoping that's going to happen. But I think ultimately we will have a college football season.
1: Now, I have to ask you the same question that I've been asking my guests here of late, and I think that people, for the most part, have been looking at this from three angles when there are actually four angles that we should be considering. The first angle, of course, is the mindset of the NCAA. The second one would be the mindset of the said institutions, and the third one would be the mindset of the fan base. But the fourth element I think that we really need to pay attention to, I heard you mention earlier you have a 16-year-old or a 14-year-old. Would you as a parent feel comfortable allowing your child to go out and play in these close-environment competitive games right
0: now? Wow. Today, absolutely not. Um, And I think that's a great – that's a phenomenal point, Mike. No, I I would not uh, as we currently sit. But, you know, let's see sort of how things things ultimately progress. I know we have – I know we – you know, and this is outside of – question you asked me but if you're looking at sports in totality I mean UFC just canceled what UFC 249 they were really on the verge of trying to get that done uh you know WWE sport or not whatever you want to call it still that physical contact and close-up are you know are able to do it and I realized that those are smaller you know you don't have as many athletes participating as you do football. So, you know, with the testing, I mean, I think that's the big deal. I'm I'm assuming that UFC WWE have done tests on these various, you know, athletes and all the people that are going to be involved uh, right there at these potential matches that none of those people are, uh, have the coronavirus. Um, and, 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 but, you know, I'm thinking down the line, you know, we should be in a better situation where, you know, we'll have testing and more tests that will be able to be done um, once we're ready for the football season to begin. I'm thinking, you know, I, I, and again, I don't have an answer in terms of when that's going to be. Um, but, man, I, I I would be a little concerned. I mean, even even – even moving forward, you're asking me about right now, so I would say no, but even moving forward, what does that look like? If I had a child, I definitely, I, I'll be honest with you, Mike, I definitely would be concerned about that.
1: Right, and, and that's where I'm looking. I'm, I'm not looking at this right now. And what I'm calling right now, Donald, for the record, is anything between now and six months, I consider that right now. But okay. down the road, let's go yeah. football, basketball. How do you keep the six foot social spacing on a sideline of a hundred players? Yeah. How do you keep that social spacing when we're running and tackling and uh, dunking and rebounding? Do we now incorporate the M ninety five mask as part of your equipment?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's a good point. I mean I. I, I I don't know if the, the thought process is okay. Well, a couple of things would have happened by that time. Players would have been ultimately tested, and so if you know if you if you know you don't have it, then you'd you be in good shape. And I, I would assume you'd have to, you know, every you'd have to really quarantine that team. Like you can't go out and and do anything. You know what I mean? Or or is there? A, I don't know where we are with the vaccine. You know, would we have a vaccine by that time? Remains to be seen, I think obviously, if you have at least those two things in place, then you know it's it's i, I mean i wasn 't around when the measles and well, I was around uh, during that time, but they but, but polio and so forth they 've had vaccines for these things um so if you know we in fact have a vaccine by that time, then I think you know it becomes a totally different conversation, I think everybody would feel better about exactly what you 're talking about, where it wouldn't really. Uh, have a, a need, per se, for social distancing.
1: Yes, sir. We're talking again with Donald Ware, Box the Roll, the voice of the North Carolina A&T Aggies, and I appreciate you uh, some time with me. And uh, you know um, I've been called the specific question to ask guy That <laughs> when stuff goes in about. But here's something I think you're going to appreciate, my friend, and some people say I have too much uh, time on my hand to think of these things. But with the potential avenue of no fans in the stands, what a great opportunity for a new birth, if you would, a resurgence, a resurgence of radio broadcast across <laughs> the nation. Because, see, it's hard for me at least to sell watching a game with no stands no crowds in the stands but you could pull that off with some strategically placed crowd mics with the sidelines and the coaches to hear the roaring of the competitive uh jamboring going back and forth and still be able to get a quality radio broadcast what you think about that man
0: well, you could, but the problem is, Mike, you better not be over radio because the FCC gonna pull they gonna pull that license. They may pull that license for what you may hear coming from the sideline. Now, if you you know if you internet if you internet only, you may be, you know you you may just have to put a disclaimer in there, uh, you know that type of thing. But you know, I, I, I you're right in part in terms of the audio part, man. But then that that visual part um, probably I think becomes even. I, I, I don't know, Mike. I think, it, I think if that's the case, then it's going to put what we love, the audio portion, uh, you know, even further out because people are going to really want to watch these games um, and uh, obviously not being able to go to the games, and that's how, you know, the, 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 not only the TV networks but the schools, et cetera, are going to be able to make, their, uh, you know, a lot of their money also. So I think – I don't know, Mike. I think that puts us audio people that love audio a little bit further out.
1: Well – as they say, we don't have a crystal ball, but I I, I kind of look at it from an opportunist side of things that this is a great time to be in radio. It's always a great time to be in radio, and it's always great to talk with you, my friend, and I'm going to give you some closing thoughts and comments at this time.
0: Yeah, I, I appreciate it, Mike. No, I appreciate you having me on. Um... You know, like I said, I just, you know, we're keeping busy at, at Box to Row. We've had several uh, All-America teams that have come out, uh, Division One men, Division I women, Division II uh, men that have come out uh, within the last three weeks or so. So I'd invite everybody to um, check out our website at com. And I think on our show this weekend, we have a I think we have something for everybody, Mike, this weekend. So uh, Jose Vasquez, the head baseball coach at Alabama State, going to join us. Um, Chris Rowland, the this the I call him like to call him Slash uh, for uh, Tennessee State, hoping to hear his name in the National Football League draft's is going to join us. Then also we're going to venture outside of sports and talk with Kiara Sheard, gospel singer Kiera Sheard, going to join us in the program. Of course, that movie coming on Lifetime uh, on Saturday about the Clark sisters, and she actually plays her mother Karen Clark Sheard in the movie, so should be a good show and. People can, again, log on to our website at BoxToRow.com and click the affiliates link to find a radio station in the area that carries the program.
1: Yes, sir. You reach back to my uh, Kojic background, (laughs) Church of God in Christ, the Clark Sisters, old Twinkie on the organ. Can't nobody hit that thing like old Twinkie did, I swear. Man, we definitely appreciate you uh, spending some time with us on today. He is Donald Ware of Box the Row. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. Remind you guys that our social media handles for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter are all at The Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mike Broadcast Network and our website, obnradio.com. And don't forget our 24-hour dial-in message line, 713-570-6736. I am out of time for today, but as always, you guys be blessed and we'll see you on the other side. That was excellent, my brother. Thank you very much. That no, was man. good. I like
0: that. I will see you. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's a nice little way to end the show, man. That's, that's tight. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, that's sir. Really tight. I appreciate it. Look, you can, you can have it.
0: <laughs> well, I, I got one. I, I got one, but I like that one. I like yours, though.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? And people ask me, well, why do I say that? I say, because I never know when it's going to be my last show. And if I yeah. don't see you on this side, if I've done everything that I've purposed to do in life and I I do believe in, the, in a God and, and I accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. So if I've done everything I'm supposed to do, I'll see you on the other side. That's right. Yes, sir. That's right. Yes, sir. It's a beautiful well, thing. Well, my friend, I appreciate you very, very much, and uh, um, I appreciate your candidness. And like I said, I wasn't going to ask you nothing that's going to put you in a pickled way, but you knew I was going to yeah. ask you something, though.
0: no doubt it's all all good no man i i I welcome it i mean like i said you we're on those conference calls man you do a phenomenal job you know i think a lot of people just ask general you know basic questions and blah 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 but you get to the point so no i appreciate i appreciate it and i appreciate you having me on
1: well look here man i got a question will you still be joining those calls i guess you will for your show content though huh
0: yeah, yeah. I generally, yeah, because I don't unless something. If it's something outrageous, I may pull it, you know. But I generally, I just like to know really what's going on. I join all the, I join the Miak call on Tuesday, um, and I, I ask questions. Actually, I generally ask questions. I'm I'm able to. It's interesting. I'm able to be on it for the first hour. Then then we do the um, we record the coaching show at A and T. So I'm I miss mm-hmm. from twelve on. You know, well, twelve Eastern time on. Right. You know? Right. Uh, right, but uh, yeah, I, 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 hey, we got a season. I, I'll be on. I've been, okay. I think I've I've been coming on. I started this with '05. So I be, at least since oh six, oh seven, Whenever right. they've started, I've right. been on right. since then.
1: Yeah. yeah, I go. It's, it becomes part of your ritual, man. It becomes absolutely part of the ritual. Well, brother, you keep doing the stellar job that you're doing, and I, I, I'm humbled that you would uh, allow your voice to be heard on our platform. So I appreciate you very much, man.
0: Anytime, Mike. You got it, man. All right, Ben. You be good. Have a blessed weekend,
1: and happy Resurrection Sunday to you.
0: Yes, sir. To you as well. All right. All right.
1: All right. Bye-bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just
0: about anywhere.